Welcome to the Central Christian Church Podcast. We pray this message helps you find and follow Jesus. If you would like to connect with us more, please visit us at centralsj.org. What if there was a law that was woven into our universe that literally impacts every aspect of your life? What if there was a law woven into the universe that's just as real as the law of gravity? That, that it's true for you, it's true for the person sitting next to you, and it impacts your family, it impacts your relationships, it impacts your, your health, it impacts your joy that you experience on a daily basis, it impacts your finances. I mean, it impacts your spiritual life, your physical life, your mental life, your emotional life, your relational life, and your financial life. And if there was such a law that was woven into the universe and the Bible talked about it, would you be interested in knowing about that law? Well, I hope so, because that's what we're talking about today. Uh, we're going to be talking about this law that, that, that's known as the law of the harvest. But before we get there, I want to just give a, a quick update and kind of where we're, we're going here. And, and welcome, first of all, you, those of you here in the room, and give a shout out to those of you online. We're excited you're here with us. That's awesome. Glad you're here. Today, we're talking about a topic that is very dear to you, uh, a topic that probably comes up in your home, in your house. You, you think about it, you talk about it frequently, uh, and that's the topic of finances. And uh, anytime we talk about finances in the church space, everyone's kind of like, oh boy, here we go. Uh, but, but Jesus didn't shy away from this topic. The Bible talks about this topic a whole lot. And uh, and matter of fact, you talk about this topic, right? Like we talk about how is my coffee $250 now? Like what's happening in our world, right? Like finances are a big, big topic. And so we just want to say, hey, what does the Bible say about it? And then it's up to us as always, whether we're talking about grace, whether we're talking about love, whether we're talking about money, my job is to say, hey, here's what the Bible says. And then it's it's up to you whether what you do with that information or not. My hope, though, is that you would grow in every area of your life as your pastor. Man, my hope is that you become the, the people, uh, the person that God has created you to be. And he's got such, such wonderful plans for you. And not just to grow in your faith, but in every area of your life. Here, here's what, what Paul said, 2 Corinthians 8, 7. This was Paul's really hope for his church, too. It says, just as you excel in everything, and I, I pray this for you, that you'd excel in faith that you would excel in speech, that, that you'd be able to articulate the gospel, you'd be able to articulate more, more effectively what Jesus has done in your life, that, that we would grow in our knowledge of God. We'd excel in that. We, we'd excel in complete earnestness, that we'd excel in, in our love for each other. And, and just as you excel in all those things, he says, see to it that you also excel in this grace of giving. So what I want to talk to you about today is a, a law that my pastor taught me uh, 21 years ago. I know I don't look like I'm 21, but, but it was 21 years ago uh, that my pastor taught me this. And it, it totally changed my perspective of finances and stewardship and, 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 and just how I interact in not just my finances, but really every area of life, and it really helped me. So I think it's going to it's going to help you. So uh, we're going to be looking at Luke chapter six. So if you have your Bibles, you might turn there, save your spot, as well as Second Corinthians chapter nine, uh, where Jesus is teaching in Luke chapter six, and then Paul is teaching in 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 Second Corinthians chapter nine this this law, this law that's woven into our universe, and it's known as the law of the harvest. And so if you're taking notes, this is this is what what it's about. So in context of Second Corinthians chapter nine. It's important for us to understand context, to understand really what, what, what Paul's talking about. So 2 Corinthians chapter 9, Paul is taking up an offering uh, for the church in Jerusalem. Jerusalem church has fallen on hard times. There's a famine.
famine that's going on there. And so he's going around to these different churches that Paul's planted, and he's taking up an offering to help, help brothers and sisters in another location in their time of need. And Paul explicitly talks about that in 1 Corinthians chapter 16 in verse 3. And so, so today I just want to distinguish. Last week we talked about uh, tithing. Pastor Robert Morris did a great job talking about tithing and what that means. Uh, today we're going to look at this term offering and what does an offering mean. Here's what we learned last week. We, we can pull that up, a tithe. So a tithe is, is 10%. It's a, it's a set amount. So it's, it's an amount defined by God, determined by God, to be given to God through the local church. So that's a tithe. And so God determines the tithe. He determines the amount. He determines the frequency of it. An offering is different. An offering is an amount that you determine. It's an amount that I get to determine, an amount that I, I want to give to advance God's work in the local church. So this is like whenever we give to support city team, we give to support uh, local missionaries, we, we give to help hungry people. Uh, one out of, of four people in San Jose is experiencing food insecurities. And so we're saying not on our watch. And so we give above and beyond our tithe to help the hurting in our city. That, that's, that's an offering. And we determine the amount. If you're with us at Christmas time, we raise funds because there's a famine going on in East Africa, in Kenya, and, and literally families are being displaced, uh, homes are being torn apart, people are, are physically dying because of this, this severe drought that's resulting in extreme famine. And so you, the central family, said, hey, not on our watch. Like, like we, we believe in, in helping people find apologists. We also believe in helping support physical needs. So we, we partnered with an amazing missionary called Isla that I hope to introduce to you this summer, uh, who's doing an incredible work. So his plan is to not only feed the hurting people, but to plant churches out of that. And so you, you gave to that. That's a special one-time offering. Uh, not your regular tithe, not, 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 not that, but a special offering to help, help hurting people. We also gave the city team a lot of other projects. But that's, that, that's to support local as well as missionaries around the globe and other uh, Christian organizations. So some of you are like, man, that's awesome. But I also want to support this organization over here, this organization over there. That's awesome. That's that's all part of, of an offering. And Paul makes this distinction. So it's, as you read in your Bible, you read the word tithe, you know that's an amount determined by God uh, to be given to God through the local church. And sometimes you read the word offering. The word offering appears 1,265 times in your Bible. And so it's just important when you see those to know what those two, two mean. So when it comes to your finances, when it comes to really every area of your life, you need to know the law of the harvest applies. And the Apostle Paul talks about that and Jesus talks about that. So let's stand to our feet, if you would. Let's stand in, in honor of reading God's word as we look at 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and jump into our, our text for today. All right, here, here's what it says. 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 9. I'm, my Bible just naturally opens to Romans. We're not in Romans. Uh, we're in 2 Corinthians. So 2 Corinthians chapter 9, uh, beginning in verse 6. Remember this. Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. Whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each man should give what he's decided in his heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. Remember, he's talking about an offering going to Jerusalem, not what Pastor Robert Morris talked about last week, which was, was a tithe. But, but both of those are given joyfully because we realize God's given every good gift to us. Verse 8. 
And God is able to make all grace abound to you so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. As it is written, he has scattered abroad his gifts to the poor, his righteousness endures forever. Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. You will be made rich in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. And through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. This service that you perform is not only supplying the needs of God's people, but is also overflowing in many expressions of thanks to God. Because of the service by which you have proved yourselves, men will praise God for the obedience that accompanies your confession of the gospel of Christ and for your generosity in sharing with them and with everyone else. This is the word of the Lord to us today. So Father, we thank you for your word and how it speaks to every arena of our life. And God, you have good things for your kids. And so God, would you help us to understand this law of the harvest, how it impacts not only our finances, but God, our relationships, our joy, our spiritual life, our mental life, our emotional life. God, would you help us to understand this and apply this to our lives today, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, before you're seated, why don't you turn to someone and say, you reap what you sow. You reap what you sow. Online, maybe you can put it in the chat. All right. So here it is. Here's our our four points. The first four points today, I'm just going to give them to you real quick. And then uh, then we're going to go through and unpack them, okay? So the law of the harvest. Here's the law of the harvest. This is true of your finances. It's true of really every... You can lay this over any area of your life, and I think you're going to discover this to be true. Here's the first law. You reap what you sow. The second, you reap after you sow. You reap more than you sow, and you reap based on how much you sow. This is the law of the harvest, and it's woven into every aspect of our universe, every aspect of our human existence. So let's unpack this. Here's the first one. You reap what you sow. And if you're like, I didn't write that down, I didn't write that fast enough, that's okay. We're going to go back through them, each one. Here's the first first point. You reap what you sow. You reap what you sow. And and Paul talks about this in several places, uh, not just in 2 Corinthians, but he talks about this explicitly when it comes to your spiritual life in Galatians chapter 6, verse 7 through 10. He, He says this. He says, do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. To the one who sows to please the sinful nature, from that nature will reap destruction. The one who sows to please the spirit, from the spirit will reap eternal life. And we've been talking about that in our study through Romans. This, this term eternal life isn't just a, a quantity of time, but it's a quality of existence. All of uh, everyone living today will live forever. You're going to live forever. You're going to live forever in a place called heaven or you live forever in a place called hell. All of us live for that, that eternality of time. But eternal life is about a quality of existence that you can know God, that you can, you can, you can have a vibrant spiritual life. You can come alive in him. And that can happen right now today. And he goes on to say this, uh, let us not become weary in doing good for at the proper time you will reap a harvest if you do not give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity to do good to all people, let's do good to all people, especially those who belong to the family of God. This is the law of the harvest. And what you would need to know is that today, currently, your life is sowing seeds. Your, your life is sowing something. And a byproduct of that is what you're reaping. And so, so if you don't like what your life is currently producing, then maybe you should consider what seeds are you sowing? What are you currently 
sewing. I was talking to our, our kids last week. We were going to a, a basketball tournament, and we're driving there, and I was talking to them about friends, you know. So my, my kids, my oldest is in sixth grade, and our middle one is in third grade. So friends are, are important. And so I was like, hey, boys, like, like what, what, what kind of quality of friends would you like? Like if you could, you could have the perfect friend, what kind of character qualities would they possess? And I just had them list them out. And so I, I was making notes uh, in my phone, um, but it was safe in the midst of, of driving. But here's what they said. They said, they said they want someone who's trustworthy. They, they said, my, my friends, man, I, I would like for people who follow through with what they say, people who don't complain. I would like a friend who's a good listener. I, I would like, I like someone who doesn't, doesn't use their, their words to tear me down and call me names, but actually use their words to build me up. I would like a friend who's honest. I would like a friend who's a truth teller, even when telling me the truth is a hard thing to do. I would like someone who doesn't cheat, <laughs> someone who plays with you, someone who's joyful, doesn't pick on you, someone who's not mean. And that's their list. And I looked at my boys and I said, hey, here's what you need to know. If you live that out, you will never have to look for a friend a day in your life because friends are going to come looking for you. So if you sow that type of seed, you're going to reap that type of friend. And so you don't need to look for friends. You just need to be that type of man. You need to be that type of person. It's the law of the harvest. It is true for all of us. You reap what you sow. Here's what Jesus said, Luke chapter 6, 37. Do not judge and you will not be judged. So don't sow, sow judgment. You're not going to reap judgment. Do not condemn. You will not be condemned. Don't sow condemnation. You won't reap condemnation. If you forgive, you'll be forgiven. Give, and it'll be given to you. You reap what you sow. Matthew 6.14 says this. If you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you refuse to forgive those others... Your father will not forgive your sins. You reap what you sow. You sow forgiveness, you're going to reap forgiveness. You sow condemnation, you're going to reap condemnation. You give, you're going you're you're to reap. It's the law of the harvest, and we see it at every turn. This is true of every area of your life. And Paul makes this case that it's true even of your finances. In Acts chapter 20, verse 35 it says this, you should remember the words of the Lord Jesus. It's more blessed to give than to receive. And here's our main passage. Paul's, again, he's not talking about gardening. He's not talking about farming. He's, he's using this law of the harvest as it pertains to the church in Corinth taking up an offering, a financial offering to help the needs of other people that are happening in, in Jerusalem. Here it is, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6. Remember this, a farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop, but one who plants generously will get a generous crop. This is the law of the harvest. You reap what you sow. Second principle of the law of the harvest is that you reap after you sow. You reap what you sow, but you reap after you sow. You sow and then you reap. And, and there's always a period of time after you sow before you, before you reap. Now, sometimes it's, it's quick. Sometimes it's, a, it's, a, it's a, broad, a broad period of time. If you've ever gardened, how many of you have planted a seed in the ground and like the next day, pff, there's a, a full bush? Like, no, it doesn't happen. Like you sow and then later on you, you reap after, after you sow. Here, here's Jesus' words again in Luke 6, 38. Give and it will be given to you. 
A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Now, our natural human instinct, whenever it comes to generosity, is to say this. Hey, once I receive a good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and it's running over into my lap, then I'll be generous. But that's not the law of the harvest. Jesus says this, give, and then it will be given to you. But when we, we think of this in reverse, right? We have a picture here of, of some, some grass. Let's, uh, let's look at this. So, so imagine this. Imagine this is your yard, right? And you wake up one morning and you're frying bacon. And bacon, and you're like, man, you know what sounds so good? A fresh BLT, right? Who likes BLTs? Okay, yeah, we got a few BLT lovers in the house. And, and so you look out in your yard, and you're like, man, I can't wait. Whenever those tomatoes come in, I'm going to enjoy this BLT. Hey, once that lettuce is fully mature, BLT sandwich for days, baby. But you never sowed anything. Do you think a BLT is in this man's future? Why? Because he never sowed anything. And here's what we need to know. We, we, we think the same way whenever it comes to our finances. We, I tend to do that. I would say that that was true of me at the time when I first heard this teaching. I thought, man, I was a college student. I didn't have any money. I, I, was, I could barely pay my bills. And, and I heard this. I was like, well, man, whenever I get some tomatoes and some, 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 some lettuce, then I'll, I'll make a BLT. But it's, it's inadvertent, right? Just as unlogical as that is, Paul's saying it's, it's the law of the harvest. Give, it will be given, it'll be given to you. You reap what you sow, but you need to know you reap, you reap after you sow. 2 Corinthians 9.6 says this. Remember this. Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. Whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Third principle, you reap more than you sow. You reap more than you sow. Now, I'm, I'm no farmer. Any farmers in the house? Okay, no farmers. Any gardeners? By garden? Okay, we got some gardeners in the house. Yeah. Okay, so, so if you've gardened, the, like, I, my, I'm not a farmer. My, my grandpa, uh, he lived outside of St. Louis. My grandma and grandpa would always have these, this garden. So that's me, like, doing my best attempt at a split uh, on, on the wheelbarrow. But, but here's what would happen. They had this, they lived on five acres, they had this, this big garden. We would go out there and, and, and we'd take some seed, right? Like, like one of these in the ground would result in wheelbarrows of produce, right? Because you, you reap more than what you sow. Uh, I, I've heard this. I, I, I'm not, not, a, again, not a scientist, not an ag major. My dad is, oddly enough, an agriculture major. But, um, but, but one kernel of seed, so one, one seed of corn, one kernel will reap two to three ears of corn, depending on the sunlight, depending on the soil, depending on, on how much water it gets. And each ear will have 600 kernels of corn on it. And so one seed will reap 1,800 kernels of corn. This is the law of the harvest that we see woven into our universe, into gardening, into relationships, into, into virtually every sphere of life. Now that's a 179,900% increase. That's a pretty good investment. This is the law of the harvest. You reap more than you sow. Here's what Paul says, 2 Corinthians 9, 6 through 9. He says, remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. Whoever sows generously will also reach, reap generously. Each man should give what he's decided in his heart to give, not reluctantly or under for God loves a cheerful giver. And again, this is talking about 
generosity and taking up an offering, not, not a tithe. And tithe amount determined by God, the frequency is determined by God, offerings determined by you, and the frequency is determined by, by you. But each one should give what he decided in his heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion when it comes to an offering. Verse 8, and God is able to make all grace abound to you. So that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. As it is written, he has scattered abroad his gifts to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. You reap more than you sow. Let's look at what Jesus says, Luke chapter 6, verse 38. Give and it will be given to you. How much will be given to you? A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, will be running over, will be poured out into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. You reap more than you sow. This is the law of the harvest. You reap what you sow, you reap after you sow, you reap more than you sow, and here's the fourth point, you reap based on how much you sow. You reap based on how much you sow. If you want an acre of corn, or do you want like a potted plant of corn? Both require two different things, right? This is just a, a natural law woven into our, our universe. I think we have a picture of a, a potted plant here. Yeah, so this is, you could sow, sow one seed, and this is what you get, right? I think we have another picture here of a farmer, yeah, farming, right? And so this, this requires a different amount of sowing, and it results in a different amount of, of, of reaping. Uh, I did some research, again, not a farmer, but here's what I found online. Uh, so if you want to, want to produce an acre of corn, the ideal number of seed is 30,000 kernels of corn. And 30,000 kernels will result in 30,000 plants reaping 54 million kernels of corn. Like, it's, you reap more than you sow, but you determine the amount, right? And so in context of the harvest, you reap how much you sow. Now, now again, Paul's talking about giving here, 2 Corinthians 9, 6. Remember this. Whoever sows sparingly will reap sparingly. Whoever sows generously will, will reap generously. And Jesus said the same thing. Give and it will be given to you. A good measure pressed down, shaken over, will be, given, will be poured into your lap. Look at this. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. So with the measure you sow, will be the, determine the measure that you, that you reap. Proverbs eleven twenty four says this. Give freely, become more wealthy. Be stingy. Lose everything. The generous will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will themselves be refreshed. Again, this is the law. This is the law of the harvest. And so uh, I need a volunteer. Anybody want to volunteer? Hunter, come on up. Hunter. So let's give it up for Hunter as he's coming up. Hunter. So Hunter. Yeah. What's up, man? Yeah, Hunter, appreciate it. Good job leading worship today. Thank you. It was great. Uh, here, here's how this works. So, so, Hunter, you work hard, got a good job, uh, and you also volunteer, so I appreciate that. Here's some seeds. So in this illustration, Hunter's playing Hunter. I'm playing God. So just for this instance, Tiffany, no jokes afterwards. Okay? <laughs> and so each one of us receives a measure of seed. Now, some people have a, a higher capacity uh, they receive more seeds, but all of us receive something. Now, now, Hunter now has a choice. He has seeds in his hands. Now, he can close his fist, right? And, and if he does, this is an option. We can say, hey, this is, this is mine. But then when the Lord wants to pour out more, he, he can't receive it, right? But Hunter, if Hunter were to turn over his hand and sow some seed, now he can receive more, right? And then you can close your fist or you can 
you can sow it, right? And so you can sow, so you receive, and then, then you sow. Yeah, and then receive, release, right? Receive, release. This is the law of the harvest. You receive, you release. You reap what you sow. So Hunter wants a large harvest, so he's, he's going re- to sow a lot, right? And then, and then, but is God out? Does God run out? No, okay, here. So it's two hands. Receive, release. Receive, release. Receive, release. This is, this is how it works. Receive, release. True of generosity, true of forgiveness, true of mercy, true of kindness, true of friendship. You reap what you sow. That's a lot of seed. It's got out, though. No, he's never out. He's never out. <laughs> Says he owns a cattle on a thousand hills. He'll provide seed to the sower. And so the more you sow, you continue to reap. And, and can you outgive God? No, you, you can't. And so he just pours it out, pours it out. That's enough of a mess for today. Let's give it up for Hunter. That's a mess. It's an interesting thought, though, right? It's an interesting visual. You reap what you sow. And the more you sow, the more you reap. When I first heard this, I thought, that's beautiful. Like, God's such a generous God. And I realized in that moment, it's not about what I can hold or my capacity to hold. What it's about is realizing, man, God, you've made me a conduit to be a blessing to a hurting world, to help other people in our world. And here's what you need to know. While the law of the harvest is true, the best thing about the law of the harvest is not how much seed you get. It's about the impact of what you do with your seed, what you do with your life, what you sow you're going to reap. That's the best part of it all. And that's the amazing reality of this this principle the best part is not, the goal is never more stuff. The goal is always more impact. How can we help more people find and follow Jesus? The heart of a child of God, the heart of a citizen of heaven is say, God, with this one life I have, how can I sow it for eternal differences to help more people know you? And that's our last point. Fifth point is your giving points people to God. Generosity is how God advances his kingdom. The way you store up for yourselves treasures in heaven that you can enjoy for all of eternity. Jesus said in Matthew 6, 19, that, 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 that you so store up treasures in heaven by your, your generosity, by investing in kingdom, in kingdom things. The goal is never getting more. The goal is always more impact. Helping more people find and follow Jesus. Seeing families restored by God's radical grace. Seeing addicts set free in, 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 by the power of Jesus. That's the goal. Raising up a generation that's anchored in God's word, that's the goal. Seeing families and friends in heaven, that's the goal. Speaking up for hurting people and oppressed people, that's the goal. Seeing people in Kenya in the midst of famine, realizing that there's a a church in Silicon Valley that's providing meals for them to meet their physical needs as well as their spiritual needs, to realize they're part of the family of God, that's the goal. For people in Ukraine, in a war-torn world, to have necessary supplies 
I don't know if you know this, but you've provided bulletproof vest for people on the front lines in Ukraine, serving in the church, helping the hurting. It's a beautiful thing. For those ladies in Cambodia that are trapped, young girls in sex slave trafficking, experiencing horrific realities, that is their daily life. For them to see that God sees them, to understand that God loves them, that God wants to rescue them, to restore them, that's the goal. For the single moms here in San Jose, working 60 hours a week and still struggling to make ends meet, not able to provide food for their family, for you to speak up, to sow some seed, that's a meal for them. Makes all the difference. And that's why we do it every month. Next verse. And this is so powerful. This is what church is all about. This is the power that takes place every week when we talk about offering and tithes. And look what Paul says, 2 Corinthians 9, 12. This service, this generosity, this, this service of sowing and, and reaping not only supplies the needs of God's people, but it's overflowing in many expressions of thanks to God. Today, there's people speaking Polish, declaring the praises of God because of your generosity. Today, there's people speaking Swahili, declaring the praises of God because of your generosity. There's people speaking Mandarin, declaring the praises of God because of your generosity. I want to draw your attention to one more group, a group of people right here in this room group of people that you're sitting next to, that as you just heard in worship, declaring the praises of God. Why? Because of the generosity of some folks that you may never meet. They sowed seeds into your life and it resulted in you finding and following Jesus. And now we declare with overflowing praise, results in expressions, many expressions of thanks to God. Generosity advances the kingdom. It goes on to say this, because of the service by which you have proved yourselves, men will praise God for the obedience that accompanies your confession of the gospel and for your generosity in sharing with them and with everyone else. Now, let me just say this, this idea of sowing and reaping, this is, this is by no means a guilt trip. As always, I say it often, you don't have to give a dime here. You're welcome here. That's not what this is about. This is about understanding the law of the harvest. God's woven it into the universe. And you can, you can lean into that law or reject it. But you do so to your own good or to your own detriment. The choice is really, it's really yours. This is just is what it is. This is what the Bible talks about. And it's one of the ways that God builds his kingdom. So again, 2 Corinthians 8, 7, just as you excel in everything, as you excel in your faith, as you, as you excel in your speech, as you excel in knowledge, as you excel in all earnestness and your love for us, see to it that you excel in this grace of giving. Let's pray.